Hey everyone, welcome back to Marvelous Geeks. I'm Sunny Sophia, and today I'm here with one of the coolest people to work with, mm. and a really awesome friend, <laughs> Elena. Hi. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Man, winter is here. It is here. In the springs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to talk about Game of Thrones, you guys. By the time this airs, it's going to be one week. Ooh, that's exciting. April 14th, 2019. What time? At 9 p.m. How uh, many seconds remaining? <laughs> well, I can tell you, if you go to nextgot.com, there is a countdown to the second. I think you pulled it up on your phone one time. I, it was like 6 a.m. You're like, <laughs> we have this many hours, this many seconds. Love. Stay alive a little bit longer. I know. Just, just. <laughs> Just got to survive. So close. Almost there. Oh, man. Exciting. Where do we even begin? I, you know what? I, I was telling you earlier. Okay. This is excluding the books, too. I mean, the books, we're not even going to go there. I haven't read them, so. Okay, well, it's a whole other thing, but. I don't know if that makes me a fake fan. No. not read the books. Not at all, because I started them after the show, which I'm usually the I feel like a lot of people have, though. Yes. Game of Thrones. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's in completely different media, but I'm always that nerd that's like, I like the books better. (laughs) You know, it's a. So I started the books afterwards, which is super confusing because they're so parallel for so long, and then they both veer off, and so the stories get jumbled, but the show itself has. 55 hours and 28 minutes, which is a lot. It is. I tried rewatching, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to finish this in time. (laughs) It's so intense, too, and jam-packed. And there's 553 characters on the show. There's over 2,000 in the books. I mean, there's no way to cover that. How do people remember? Do you remember every name? No. Okay. It's going to be like, damn. If there's, I'm, I'm sure there are people... I am not one of them. Oh, I would like to be. Bless them, because that's a lot of brain power. It's mm. a lot. Mm, you can't do it. I do. T- I, I pride myself. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, but there's still just so many. Every once in a while, I'll be like, I, it just flies out of my brain. Like, sometimes I forget that Ed Sheeran was on the show for, oh, for yes. a hot second. Yes, he was. I was kind of worried he was going to die, but he survived. <laughs> He's still out there somewhere. <laughs> we might get him. So, I... The biggest thing, because there's, I don't think you can predict this show. No. I tried at one point. I was like, I think I got it. Yeah. And then this last season happened and I was like, I know exactly like how this is going to pan out. I can see it. I was mm-hmm. wrong in every area, which thank <laughs> God, because there were some parts where I was like, oh my God, Sansa's going to betray her family. She doesn't see him for the asshole that he is. Mm-hmm. And so, cause I was genuinely terrified that was going to happen. That was scary. That it went on thing. for so long, too. Yeah, and the whole, when her and Arya started fighting, I was like, oh, God. Yeah. No, 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 no. This yeah. is this is not good. This, and I was genuinely, people were like, no, 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 it's like a plot. I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I can't see that happening. No, and, and from the beginning of that um, part of the story, I was in denial about it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this could be real, it could be fake, but there's... There's no way this is happening. They're both so worldly at this point and so yeah. learned about everything and they know Baelish at this point. And I'm like, there's there's just no way. I was in denial. So when it turned out that you it were was correct. a plot, I was like, oh, it's just relief mostly. I relief. jumped off my couch. Oh. And that's one of the that was a good like moment. one of the shows that I've had the biggest reaction to where like my body reacted to it. I was like, what? I'm going to tell you, I I got into the show. I had so many people tell me, you love this, you love this. And then, so I think it was about season three mm. where 
I was like, fine, I'm going to sit down and watch this show because everybody keeps telling me. So we got, I was watching one after one after one with my um, boyfriend at the time, my husband. And I didn't really, I avoided all the spoilers. I wanted to be really into it. So we got to the Red Wedding. How did you, you avoided the Red Wedding? You didn't know about it before? I knew the words Red Wedding. Okay. But I didn't know specifically what happened or who was murdered. But so when the Red Wedding happened, the episode ended, and I think it was one of those few episodes that ends in silence, yeah. and it's just the credits. And I jumped up off the couch, and I looked at him, and I was like, I gotta go. And I ran out of the house and ran all the way back to my apartment. I left my car there. I had to think. I had to be alone. It was it was an extreme reaction. It was I've never done that with TV before, or a movie. See, that know. one I knew, tragically. <laughs> I got, I think I started watching season five okay. so I, I i was like i'm gonna avoid it i don't want to it's too vi- well it is too violent for me. that's why there's a lot of the like, violent stuff that i just i have blocked out of my memory yeah and there's like the ones where you can't forget like the red wedding mm-hmm. but i knew that that was coming but still like the whole time watching the show i was like don't get attached to rob don't get attached <laughs> to rob i got attached to rob yeah very quickly yeah and i was like you idiot yeah what is wrong with you the, you want to hear a weird little trivia fact about the pilot do you remember the part where Robert Baratheon comes to Winterfell and the Starks are lined up? Yeah. And, and he's coming. He's like, oh, Cat, uh-huh. Ned, you know. Everybody that he touches during that scene dies. dies. Isn't that bizarre? I don't know if that was planned or not. But I. Does he up. not touch Sansa Bran and Arya then? And no. No, he doesn't. He leans over to Arya and he's like, oh, look at you, you know. Oh. And so he's like, Sansa, beautiful. That's. Yeah, everyone else he touches, grabs Rob on the shoulder, hugs Ned, you know, shakes Cat's hand. They all die. You didn't touch John either? No, John wasn't there. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Bastard boy wasn't there. Yeah. Wow, poor bastard. <laughs> well, is it, does that happen in the books? The, I, I don't think so. I don't remember that part. Like, does Rob Stark, no, no, I mean, do they die in the books? Everyone's a different, <laughs> Rob Stark is dead. Yeah. And like I said, I get the books and the show mixed up so much because it's so parallel. But there's a lot of people, there's a lot more people alive in the books. Mm. That are dead on the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because HBO is like, we want to shock you. Oh, man. You know, the thing, I think the reason I love this show so much, and George R. R. Martin was explaining it, was that he said that when you're watching an action movie with James Bond mm. or whatever... And he's in a fight and he's in a dire circumstance. You know he's going to come out of it. Yeah. You know, in the back of your mind, you're like, how is he going to get out of this? But in you this know. show, you don't get out of it. No. no matter how, quote unquote, good you are or how noble you are, it's, it's you really, like you were saying, you don't know how it's going to turn out. No. Because it's, all bets are off. It's insane. It stresses me out. It's very why. stressful. <laughs> you, like you said, you go into it. Not wanting to get attached to people because you're like mm-hmm. everyone's gonna die. Yeah, yeah. But you still get attached for sure. But then there has to be some survivors, and so far the people that have survived are people I genuinely love. Mm-hmm. Like the one person, the people that are gone that I actually care about are the Starks. Yeah. Other family members from other houses, I'm just like, mm, yeah, yeah, okay. The only other person other than the Starks that I probably was really sad about was Khal Drogo. Oh, for sure. I can't remember anyone else in another house. That, and again, what a surprise. He is this strong, invincible oh warrior. Exactly. And he, he dies from a little cut that got infected. The show is just insane. I can't believe it. I miss him. Oh, he was great. He was so 
perfect in that role. And Jason Momoa is just a sunflower. He's a treasure. He really is. And the fact that he's not let go of this role (laughs) after all these years. (laughs) You keep holding on. He's super into it. I love it. Do you think any of these characters are going to show up even as ghosts? Or like, are we going to see them one more time in the finale? Well, I've thought about that because uh, the one thing I think about is who are we going to see as a White Walker? Which is a terrifying thought. You know, is... is, um, Benjamin Stark gonna show up as a White Walker? I know he was half White Walker, but you know he died. He was killed by Walker. Is he gonna show up? And is someone gonna? Die? I I think there's no secret. There's a big battle coming to Winterfell. Yes. So who's gonna die in that battle? And the wall is down. The wall. Is I down. forgot the wall was down for a second. Mm. I was like, wait a second. Yeah. It's down. Yeah. The battle is actually coming. Yeah. That last shot in the trailer of uh, the Night King approaching Winterfell. It's there's a huge battle. I mean, a trailer pretty much, it's, it's coming. So you know there's going to be some fatalities happening. And oh, yeah. Who's going to come back as a walker and, you know, like every zombie movie, there's the like, oh, this is my mom and, or this is my aunt. Like, I can't kill this person. Did Yeah. Or even to see them as ghosts or like have these actors appear in dreams or appear mm-hmm. in some way. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if that'll happen because they've been so hush. I've never seen. Oh, man. They film different endings. Yeah. So it's real hush-hush. And on what you're saying, they focused a lot on the crypts of Winterfell from the beginning. Yeah. And on some of the teaser trailers, they're in the crypts of Winterfell. And so, yeah. The tree. The tree. And the Bran has opened up this whole other door. And so, yeah, how much of... Because we don't know who's filmed. None of that stuff. I love it. I love that it's... It is locked down, which I love because of all the twists and turns. Yeah. And I just want to experience it. It's and, and it's something that even if you're not watching Game of Thrones, you can't avoid the conversation about it, which is essentially why I started watching. Because at that mm-hmm. point, everyone was talking about it. Around the first like few seasons, like maybe up until three, it wasn't that big of a conversation. Mm-hmm. It was, but it was after the Red Wedding where it's just everywhere you want you... People were talking about Game of Thrones, and like, okay, I get it. I feel left out now. I get <laughs> yes. it. Stop calling me out. Yes, all the references. So and... I can't imagine not watching Game of Thrones now, only yeah. because you can't escape the conversation. I'm pretty sure we're going to go into work, and that's all anyone's going to be talking about until June. Oh, for sure. For sure. So I feel really bad for people who don't watch, because... Oh, man. I'm sorry. Get in on this. It's incredible. It's There's the a convers- reason exactly. about it. And that's one of the things I know people who avoid shows when they're big, because I'm kind of like that at yeah, some point. I'm like, okay, I don't want to, it's too hyped. It's too hyped. Yeah. But then you watch this, you're like, the hype is real. Yep. I'm not okay. Yes. <laughs> no part of me will ever be okay. Yes. So, ugh. who is the biggest question? Who do you want on the Iron Throne? Lyanna Mormont. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even second guess that one. Amazing. Um, no, I. You know what's funny is I um I was looking at that because at one point or another I came across odds like two to one, four yeah. to one, all this stuff. And so I was looking at it, and there's actually a sports betting company. <laughs> I have it down here. It's uh, usbookies.com. They're actually taking bets on who will take the throne. Oh, my God. And so far, as of a few days ago, over $600,000 have been bet on who's going to take the throne. 
their odds are very, very, very interesting because they have an algorithm that's predicting this, and which is hilarious to me because I'm like, how can you put any of this show into an algorithm? I mean, there's been insane things happening. So um, <laughs> their top contender is at 25% Bran Stark. Wow. Yeah. Uh, second is John at 22.2. Daenerys, 16. Sansa, 14. Gendry, 12. Okay. The Night King, 9. I thought that was interesting. Tyrion, 9. Lord Baelish, 6%. He's he dead. Dead. But so. their algorithm says they resurrect people on this show. Why not Baelish? Or did he play a joke? No. No, he did. He's dead. I'm sorry, guys. Um, Kill him for good. <laughs> I forgot who I was talking to, and they were like, I don't even know, maybe it was at work, and someone was like, yeah, when I first started, I was like, oh, he's such a great character, and I was like, and then, and then they got to, and then they got to more of his work, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, and I was like, oh, thank God, but now I want to remember who it was, because they thought he was the most fascinating character. I mean, he was interesting to the fact that he was completely unpredictable in every way, because he was a sociopath. And um, he had these plans all the time running and just couldn't keep up with them. So it was kind of like watching a weird car wreck in slow motion. (laughs) I don't think any TV character has stressed me out as much as he has. He was very stressful. Very stressful. Because Sansa is one of my favorite characters and she has been from the beginning because I was like, she's just a kid. Like people forget that she was just a kid. And like I always forget that Sophie Turner is actually so young too. Yeah. Because she doesn't look her age. No. So when you think about the fact that she was like 14 in the first season mm-hmm. and that all this stuff is happening to a kid, I was just like, what if he does it? Like, what if he does manipulate this child to become the ultimate evil? And it would stress me out so much. Oh, man. She's got some darkness in her, but I think she does. That's not a bad thing. No, they I all mean, have to, to survive. In this world, yes, absolutely. And everyone loves darkness more because everyone's always loved Arya. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's always loved this little firecracker that could murder us all. Yes. And I think and I, I think that's also another reason I love it so much is that it's reflective of true life. No yeah. one you know in this world is all good or all bad. Yeah. Everyone's got complexity to them. Everyone's got some darkness in them. It's how much you let it out. And everyone's stuff. innocence is robbed at one point. That's just For sure. and what's going like, to happen in life. With Sansa particularly, yeah. it, it, who she is now is exactly who she is for what she's been through. Exactly. It's exactly reflective of that. Oh, <laughs> Get a little emo there. Yeah, and she's, I mean, if I had gone through all of that, I would end up exactly like her, any one of us. It's seen the things she's seen and gone through the things that she's gone through. She is who she is because of that. It's very scary accurate. Yes. Um, I am surprised Arya is not that high on your, that algorithm list. <laughs> no, I think, I think, I don't know if Arya's going to survive all the way to the end. Really? I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to figure who's going to die, who's going to live. It's so up in the air. And um, one theory that's been floated is that she will wear Jamie's face to kill Cersei. Oof. I've been hearing this over and over again. And that's kind of an interesting idea. And, <laughs> I mean, it makes total sense. I think, I don't know what I think. There's just so many multiple. God, I can't wait for that moment. Of options, I think. I don't. I don't know if Cersei's gonna die. Cersei might win. I mean, this is Game of Thrones. That's what stresses me out. I don't care who wins as long as it's Stark on the throne and not a Lannister. Could you see Sansa on the throne? Yes, because it would be so shocking. Yes, that's the thing with Sansa. I Arya is not shocking to me. 
almost everyone I know from the beginning has loved Arya, oh, has sure. wanted to see her on the throne. Who wouldn't want like this little tiny girl? <laughs> it's the epitome of that quote that says, though she be but little, she is fierce. Like she's, yes. shout out to a short girls. Like she, <laughs> you know, it's such a, it, it would not be shocking at all. I mean, Arya though, she's not a leader. She's not, but she, is a she could sheep. manipulate in a way no one else could. She's very smart. So, and that's the thing. Are we going to have a leader? Or are we going to have someone that just won the game? Hmm. Which is why Sansa would be so shocking because I feel like she's the one person no one would expect. We could expect Daenerys. We could expect Jon. Mm-hmm. Those are not shocking outcomes. Right. But Sansa would be shocking. Bran too, but not so much because I feel like there's always that idea of a woman being on the throne is much more shocking than any man. Yeah, and there hasn't been a woman on the so, throne for the last. I feel like that would be the most shocking. I would love that. That was that would be definitely like an underdog. You're right, creeping up yeah. to the shadows. She's not at the forefront of everything. No. She's, you know, she, but she has made some really great leadership decisions. She and, has, yeah. And the people in the north love her, and they're behind her, and. And John's behind her and he's yeah. always been. Yeah, definitely. So it just, it stress, man. Very stressful. But I see, I don't think they would kill John. And that's also another thing because they've tried to. And then another yes. thing is they've also tried to, there's that whole thing about Daenerys not being able to conceive an actual human child. And so there are those theories floating around that what if she can now because yeah. of John? But it's like they've already tried to kill a child in her, quote unquote. She gave birth to dragons. So I don't know if it's the same concept of they try to do it so they won't do it again. Mm-hmm. But there's that theory that she could die in childbirth. Yes. And I'm just like, that would be such a pathetic way for someone like her to go. Yeah, but look how Cal Drogo. Went. Yes. I mean, no surprises there. But I think between Daenerys, John, and their baby. I think one of them's gonna die. Oh yeah, for sure. Not all three of those are not gonna survive and have a happy ending, riding off into the sunset together. I think there's gonna be have to be some major sacrifices made. I think John's gonna sacrifice Daenerys for something, (sighs) or vice versa. I mean, we could see Brienne sacrifice Jamie for something. I mean, there's a lot of so many relationships built up to this. I know, and it's. I think it's coming down to what are you going to do to win this battle against the dead? I wonder though, if any relationship, like romantic relationship, mm-hmm. if any of them is going to like end well, <laughs> I have a feeling it would be Jamie and Brian because oh. we have, we've had nothing with them. That's been, what about torment? I love with her. <laughs> this is true, but I don't, I think that's the biggest, if I'm not mistaken, I could be totally wrong about this, but if I'm not mistaken, that's the, biggest fan favorite ship probably because they've had nothing tangible in an actual relationship sense Mm -hmm. there's been no affirmations that have been bold and obvious Mm -hmm. because not so many people could catch the sword thing like you have to be utter garbage in the fandom realm to catch that the sword the when he gives her his sword and he says that line i forget that iconic line don't you remember it where she's like i'll call it oath keeper I forget what it is, but it's like that. I remember when that happened. That was a huge moment amongst fans. So I don't know, but it's like John and Daenerys, they had their moment. And I always wonder that when they give you those things on a show like Game of Thrones, when you're, if you're giving me like a bit of happiness, I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) so one of them is dying, right? Red wedding. 
Um, exactly. He tried. <laughs> there's not a lot of, yeah, besides John and Daenerys, overt romantic no. relationships happening right now. Oh, Grey Worm and um, Misande. In the trailer, they share a passionate kiss. Oh, looks like at Winterfell. Um, I think they're both going to die. <laughs> exactly. If there's any bit of happiness on that show, I'm like, oh, we're doomed now, aren't we? Yeah. Even there's, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on who it is. I should have written this down in my notes, but didn't do that. Anyway, <laughs> it's fine. So yeah, that's, I think if any of them are going to get the happy ending, it is going to be Jamie and Brienne. And I wonder because. I'd love to see that. If Cersei dies, then what else is? Nothing standing in his way. Quote nope. Unquote. And gosh, if you and that's his ultimate character arc. It God out of all the characters on this series, if you look at Jamie Lannister in the first season and look at him now, not even, I mean it's incredible. When it's he incredible, finally wrote off, I was like. <gasps> but then there's still this part of me that's like, but I still don't trust you completely. Yes. Yes, how how deep is his love for Cersei? I mean, literally their entire lives. And what, if it came down to it and he had to make a choice, would he become the Queen Slayer? Would he? I mean, he said he would protect the living, but does that mean can that he do has it? To go? Yes. It, it is, is it in him to kill Cersei? I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. And I don't know which would be shocking him not doing it or him doing it. <laughs> exactly. Because you're just. It's so easy to be torn with Jamie and his character. Yes. And his motives. Because yes. it's never been 110% clear. Ever. No. There's always something else happening in the back of his mind. Which is actually so sad when you think about it. He's never been just Jamie Lannister on his own no. quest. No. It's always been Jamie torn between all yeah. of these. Yeah, he's never by himself. You're right. Yeah. He's always with Cersei. He's always with Bronn or Tyrion or Brienne. There's always, you know, and that's great. And I think he gets something from all these people. Yeah. But you're right. He's He has the option now to go off on his own quest and with his own identity. Like the others know what they want so clearly. Mm -hmm. But he's always been torn. So I'm just yeah. like... So what if he takes the throne and it's just he finally made a decision, which I, I don't know how I would react to that because I don't want Lannister on the throne. Mm, yeah. I can't see him on the throne. There's something no. I can't either, but again, that would also be shocking. That I would think. be shocking. That so would be shocking. That's what I'm like, are you gonna shock us or are you gonna tell a really great story? Either way, I think it'll be great. I trust these writers at this point. Yes, yeah. After last season, season six was hmm, something <laughs> uh but after last season i was like you got me back mm -hmm. you got my trust back you have the ability to shock me again let's go on this ride <laughs> what do you have for me so <laughs> uh, last we saw jamie he was writing for assume assuming we we're writing for winterfell yeah i wonder what kind of reception he's gonna get there well if brianne is there that's true she would be on his side and i mean would they believe him when he I'm assuming he's the one that also gives them the information that Cersei's not coming. Maybe, yeah. So, Which would be very interesting to hear that from him. Yes. He also just has so much to redeem himself with Bran. Still, yes. Until this day. He has not met Bran since that fateful and, day at the window. And it keeps coming back to haunt him, I think. For him, yes. I think Bran, it's made him what he is Yeah, because he was today. ruthless in the beginning. He didn't care. He was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I wanted to kill him. Yeah. 
But that's not the Jamie Lannister no. we have today. So different. To throw a kid down a balcony. So different. I love it. That's that's part of the greatness of this show. So stress, bring it. <laughs> um, but who would be the one person that would you would be upset if they were on the throne? Um, ooh, that's a really good question. Upset. Unhappy. Saddened. <laughs> disappointed. I don't know that I would be disappointed in anything at that point because like you said of the surprises, yeah. it would either be, oh my gosh, that's a huge surprise or I think it's going to be a surprise either way. I, there's, It's just set up with so many contenders at this point. I don't know. I guess the Night King. Yeah, I was going to say maybe that if he has potential. Because Which is a possibility. Then we all lose. It, yes. We all because, you know, we're a part of it as well. Absolutely. Well, House Stark rather. Um, Amen. So, yeah, I guess. But also, I don't know that that would be a disappointment because that would be very in, in line with the Game of Thrones. But that would be so tragic. Yeah. And the only reason that would be a huge disappointment is because we've come so far. Yeah. So many people have suffered that you just... It would break you. (laughs) It would break me. I would need to literally go lay down and weep for hours. I would run out the front door and run to my old apartment 700 miles from here. So, yeah, that would be... Where is occupied? Somebody else. (laughs) They're banging on the door. Please come in. I I just have a moment here. The night came. Just need a minute. Um, Yeah, I think... I just... I don't think a disappointment is right. I think just surprise. Or sadness. For me, it would be sadness. Is Sansa your number one for the throne? I, I don't... My number one is a Stark. Okay. What a, whoever it is, as long as it's a Stark, I would be, I would feel content. Sansa would be the number one shock for me okay. in the and in a sense of great storytelling because I don't think anyone else wants that. I don't <laughs> yes. know many people that are like, yes, I want Sansa Stark on right. the throne because right. I still don't think that people give her enough credit for how far she's come. There are still people that are set by what she has mm-hmm. gone through. Yes. And the choices she's made as a kid, forgetting that she was a child. Yes. And yes. there's still so many great moments of that. Even you can see it when the way she talks to Joffrey is she's terrified of him. Mm-hmm. She's seen what he has done to her family. Mm-hmm. Would you just run off? No, anyone in her condition would play the game. Absolutely. Which was, I mean, and she saw what happens when you don't play the game. Her father's head was chopped off right in front of her. So she understood very early on that, that that's something she needed to do. And then Baelish fell in and kind of fostered that a little bit. So I think she does. And when she's been leading the North, she does exhibit great leadership, mm. but also that ruthless intelligence that you yeah. need to survive. I mean, John's great, but he's like, truth all the time. And it's like, <laughs> oh, God. Like when they're at the dragon pit and Cersei's like, I'll do this truce if you lay down your weapons and everyone's like come on john come on come on john and he's like sorry i bent the knee but the only one that knew was daenerys yeah and everyone's like oh my god like just come on john he's just so much like ned in that yeah it's truth true truth all the time but sansa understands that that's not always the and the only thing that would make sense with john is that because like you said he is so much like ned and i could see him with how how stark getting another chance even though he's technically Targaryen and half and half. so uh, yeah half and half but I could see that to give that would also be great see, I consider him part of the house Stark, so I would yes. not be upset yeah. um but it's a matter of 
I see. I don't know if I want Daenerys on the throne. Really? Only because they've. I feel like she was pinned from the beginning. Much yes. like Arya, she was always such a fan favorite. Yes. That I I love character development and I love growth and I love it when the person not not so much the underdog because I wouldn't consider any of these characters an underdog. Yeah. Other than maybe. I don't know. I, I wouldn't consider any of them an underdog. It's just... My favorite character I would consider an underdog. The Hound. <laughs> wow, that's... Oh, that's very literal there. Exactly. Yeah. That's another one where if you look at him in season one, you look at him now, you're like, is this oh, the same person? <laughs> hello. What's going on here? What'd you go through? Yeah. yeah. See, that I could see. That I would... Him I would consider an I underdog. I see your point, though. She's she's set on a track very early to be queen exactly. in her mind. To get the round. second chance that because yes. her father was the Mad King. Yes. So that's always been played off from the beginning. Neat. Yeah. Yes. And this show is neat, but not in a way that we are used to expecting. Yes. Like, if this was any other show, I would say, yeah, it's going to be Daenerys. They've painted her as mm-hmm. queen from the very beginning. Yes. But this show does not go on a linear path ever. No. no. So I don't know. It's rough because if you, you're right. She's, she's a queen in her own right. And she's been yeah. like that for several seasons. It's sometimes for some reason for her, it's harder to remember that she has been through a lot of she stuff. She has. Too. She really has. I mean, she was sold. She's her brother raped. I mean, she's been taken captive. She's burned things to the ground. I mean, she she has been on this path, but she has been through a lot too. But she it's hard to remember babies. Yeah. Oh, that scene was gut wrenching. I I was never, I never cared about the dragons mm-hmm. in a way that I everyone else did. But when that scene happened, I was like, <gasps> Oh, when Viserion died, yeah, I was like, I like I cried. I was like, yeah. I didn't know I was attached to you yeah. like this. I was I was emotional. I mean, that was probably she's one raising. of my favorite episodes. Really? Because, yeah, I really enjoyed that episode because it had such a huge effect on me. It's like, I guess I care. <laughs> Which is what's so interesting about the end is this show makes me care about things that I thought I didn't care about. Yes. You have reactions to things that were unexpected. There's a so, moment in that same episode where Tormund is starting to get pulled under the ice. Oh, yeah. And I start panicking. Go, no, no, no. I started making all these weird noises. and Oh, yeah. Um, the inhuman noises. That you're saying, I don't even know what's happening yeah. anymore. Oh, man. I wish someone could record me watching this show. It'd be hilarious. Yes, but you should get mad on that. I <laughs> just play it. Just leave it with in the background. <laughs> but you're right. He started. I had a moment where I thought Tormund was going to die, and I had no idea how attached I was to yeah. Tormund Giant's Bane until he was about to die. <laughs> so you're just going, oh, okay. So that's why the season is so fascinating. Like this show has surprised me in ways yes. I never expected. It's unlike anything else, and that sounds like such a line, but it really is. Yeah. You can't name anything else that's on par with it. No. Not even close. Not in this generation, and maybe not for another 10, 20 years to come. It's a gem. It's amazing. It's a lot of HBO. I know. I could have spent a lot of hours on other things. I, know, I feel really <laughs> bad for upcoming screenwriters and just people that want stories to tell, like especially <laughs> epic stories like this. They're just going to be like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> I do like the fact that it has set a precedent for being unpredictable yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Not just for the sake of being unpredictable, but look, this is reflective of real life. Sometimes good people die. Yeah. Sometimes bad people win. That is real life. And I like that it's reflective of that and that it gives the audience credit for being somewhat intelligent. Yeah. You know? 
So I really hope that there is a precedent set for that, that in the future, that characters are more multidimensional, like people are in real yeah. life, um, that things happen unexpectedly, that people don't always get what they quote unquote deserve mm-hmm. or don't deserve. I do like that that precedent has been set yeah. with this and, and maybe we'll see more of that in the future. And one of the things I actually appreciate is that they've toned down a lot of things in later seasons, like yes. the rape and stuff, yes. which was part of the reason I know a lot of people left the show because For it sure. gets too much. At some it's point brutal. you're like, okay, I get it. We yeah. get it. It's, yeah, that was it is brutal. It's very hard to watch, and that is part of the whole... Like the Ramsey one. That was... That was the hardest for me, period. I think that was the hardest. I know so many people that left the show after that because they were yes. just like, this was added in, and it was just... It was too brutal to watch. It was... That was really, really hard, and I think you're right. I think a lot of viewers left. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't hurt them, but... Yeah. Yeah, there's some... There's definitely some stuff you can't get out of your no. brain. And, and, and overall... Of course, that kind of stuff bothers me. If not, you're a sociopath. But it does contribute to understanding the characters. Yeah. Especially is... how purely evil they can be. Or yes. if you're the good guy getting the pain. How you yes. come out of that. Yes, that's it tells good stories. But it's also just like, oh god, there's different ways to do that. <laughs> but I'm glad they've, to- they've toned it down. Season 6 and 7 did not have. Yeah. As much as Season 5 did. That's was true. Season- was it Season 5 or was it Season 6? I yeah, the Ramsey? Season five, yeah. Season five, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It changes lives. The show changes lives. So many levels. Another character that I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be angry at, would be Tyrion. It would just this be like, guy. Okay. Yes. And I mean, talk about underdog. I love Tyrion Lannister Not so much. Complete underdog, but underdog in so many ways that he, I mean, he's been obviously a huge favorite yeah. from the beginning. Um, I don't know. He's gotten, for me, a little bit flat the last season. Season 7 specifically? Uh, Yes, because he's serving Daenerys, which Mm. is great. And he's trying to help her through, which is great. And, you know, there's kind of that push and pull as she became the Mad Queen, Mm -hmm. like her father. I don't think so. I think I mean, Targaryens by nature are a little bit nuts, Mm -hmm. a little bit insane. Um, I think think, going off a little bit, I think what happened with her with Mad King Aerys... There is a theory that's been floated that the reason he spiraled into madness is possibly because Bran was trying to go back in time and talk to him and talk him out of it. But he started, quote unquote, hearing voices and it drove him to madness. So that's kind of the sub theory. So I don't know like how much of that. Would I would be here for that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this brand time traveling thing has opened a lot of doors. That yeah. No, that should be open. But um I think for Tyrion, he's just been in the same place for a while, doing what he's doing, and he's being a little bit challenged, but he's not full effect. You know, he doesn't have all this power that he doesn't want to admit that he likes, and he's been kind of pushed aside a few times where Daenerys is like, I listen to you, I hear you, but I'm going to go jump on this dragon, you know? So I think... I don't know what's going to happen with him. There has also been theories floated that he's going to ultimately betray Daenerys. Oh, I could see that. I could see that too. Um, Not necessarily a betrayal that's rooted in evil, but a betrayal right. that's that comes from him standing his own ground and possibly joining sides with Jamie. That so, I can yes, see. You're right. I think for... You're right. There's no evil in him. Yeah, because um, the Lannisters... 
have been the one family that just they've they've not stuck together. Well, no one stuck together like the Starks have. The yes. Starks and their pack. Oh, that quote <laughs> just it gets to me. Um, so no one else has really had that a family element that mm-hmm. just governed their past, but. I could see that with Jamie and Tyrion, who've always been at odds with each other because Tyrion's seen Cersei. He's always been the outcast in his family. Yeah. And so I could see him wanting to find a partner. And not necessarily a romantic partner. Right. But just right. somebody who is on the same side, who he can, he can fight alongside and completely trust. Yes. So I could see that happening with Jamie because yeah. the Lannisters have no ounce of family love in them there's no honor of the blood yeah they talk about it but it's but not it's there. not there yeah and i mean and i think since jamie has left cersei that yeah. he's cut off that rotten limb hopefully <laughs> i think i i want to believe so bad that he has um but i i totally see what you're saying because i mean yes Tyrion is is loyal to daenerys he's gotten to know her but she's not blood she's not no. family and i think if it came down to it and he had to make a choice between the he two he would probably choose Jamie. So I, I And that would make me a little very emo. <laughs> just just a little bit. Tiny tiny a bit. Lot of crying coming over the next couple of months. Oh pff. my god. I'm gonna need so many boxes of tissues. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he would also be very shocking and I Yes. Now that you mention Bran, it worries me. I would not want him <laughs> on the throne. No, I it, Because he I could see him going mad completely and utterly mad yeah he's a little off his rocker right now and i mean he's not people don't like bran i can't see a bunch of you know westerosi going bran for king yeah because he's just weird at this point he's got this three-eyed raven thing going he has no desire to lead anybody nobody's looking to him to lead anything He's just a three-eyed raven. I, Unless he's the only one who survives. That's oh, the only man. <laughs> yeah, if they're like, we need somebody, any surviving number? I just, maybe, I mean, maybe he could become like a mad King Eris without the evil and burning people alive. But, uh, yeah, I'd never thought about it. That would be, that for me, I think would be a huge surprise. Yeah. Would be Bran. Because he said he's not stable. No. He's barely even present. <laughs> Literally, he's traveling through time. So... I don't know, and I hope they don't touch up on too much of it and how many realms he's opened up because then it's already a bit much, teeny tiny bit. Yeah. I mean, there's also theories that he is, they've mentioned Bran the Builder on the show. Bran the Builder built the wall, um, and his name's Bran. And in season two, when he was bedridden, when he was pushed out the window, his nurse old man would say oh you like brand the builder stories they're your favorite and so people think that he's possibly brand the builder goes back in time raises the wall as brand the builder so i don't know i don't like these doors that it's open i know because it's a lot it's a lot i mean just the resurrecting the dead was a door i didn't really want open yeah Uh, that's open now that's that's being floated all over the place but see i don't think they would do that and that's one of the things i wonder that which is why I think John will actually survive because they've already tried to kill him and resurrect him. So it's like, yeah, they could pull the, okay, now we're killing you for real, but I don't know if they would play that card again. Yeah. So it would be not worth it. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, you just brought him back for two other seasons just yeah. to what, keep viewers invested. Cause people like, like John. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And Melisandre is coming back. She went to, uh, 
Essos. She went to Volantis. And, um, yeah, I don't even remember that. What She was talking to Varys up on the cliffs at Dragonstone. And sometimes I hear these words coming out of my mouth and I feel like such a nerd, but I love it. See, um, I wish I could remember those. Right now I'm just like, what? For a second there, I was trying to remember Kit Harrington's name. <laughs> well, there's so many. There's yeah. just so many. And, I, you know, I've watched the show so many millions of times and I just love it. But um, she says to Varys, uh, I'm going to Volantis, but I'll come back. I have to die in this strange land just like you. And I'm like... And Varys looks shook, of course, but I'm like, dude, you're going to die eventually. Like, yeah. And you've lived in Westeros most of your life, so that's kind of just like rolling the dice. But um, there's also theories been floated that she's going to Volantis to raise an army of red priests to, to help out. That's maybe a little interesting twist. They do how. need help. They if do you need think help. about it, they are ruthless. Did you say, I think they Daenerys ki- said 100,000 strong? Yeah. They could kill a dragon for crying out loud. So, and now they have the dragon. Exactly. So these little itty bitty people, you're not enough. Like, no. It's just no. And and exactly what you're saying to your point when when uh, at the end of season seven when they're going to meet at Dragon Pit yeah. and they're sailing up to the Red Keep, John says, "How many people live here?" And Davos says, "One million. And John says, "That's more than the entire of the North, which is half the kingdom." And so that's an interesting thought that. They go to Winterfell. I think what's going to happen is that there's going to be a battle at Winterfell. Mm. A lot of people die. Yeah, because it's Winterfell too. <sighs> yes, Winterfell will fall. Ultimately, the Night King is destined for red the red for the Red Keep for uh, King's Landing because a million people live there. That's the most populous place in all of Westeros. So, I think once Winterfell has fallen, everyone's going to fall back to King's Landing, and there's going to be a final stand there. Because, and by then, how many people are going to be in the army of the dead? I mean, yeah, exactly. So they do need powers. They do, and this is from, all from from abroad, from far. <laughs> uh. They're gonna need all they get because they're after the battle at Winterfell. Their forces are gonna be totally depleted. If anyone comes out alive, I, I mean, Winterfell to die. I know, I know. Winterfell's gone through a I lot. Know. It really has, and it's that's another reason where I'm point. gonna be so sad because it survived so much. Yes. And every time they'd go back to Winterfell, it was just like, oh, okay. Like, there's a sense of comfort. Yes. And I, I don't even know if this is just me loving House Stark as much as I do, but I think that I like to believe that everyone can acknowledge how comforting Winterfell is. Yes. Just, it's a character in its yeah, own right. Exactly. It really is. There's a comfort there that I yes. think this show lacks. And when it's gone, it's going to be <laughs> emo. It has been burned down. It has survived being burned down. I think, I think it's so ancient and it's been there for so yeah. long that it can never really go away. It'll be okay. It's gonna be okay. It'll be okay. We can hold hands if you. <laughs> wow, we're just a bunch of emo kids. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just hope Brienne survives. Brienne? Oh yeah. I will riot. I'm a little obsessed with Brienne of Tarth. I uh, will riot. I would be that one would hit me very. very yeah, very I've hard. accepted a lot of deaths, including very my own hard. favorite characters. I'm like, cool, that, that can happen. It's she fine. is she's a very close second runner up to my all time favorite character. Yeah, and mostly because if you've ever seen Gwendolyn Christie, she's so delightful. She's the most delightful, hilarious, good natured, also a supermodel. She also I want know, her in everything. And she's six three. And um, what I love about her is that she's a tall girl and she's not, she doesn't hunch over. She's not ashamed. She's yeah. 
And that for me being tall, I get very self-conscious about it. And seeing that is very inspiring when you put your shoulders back yes. and you own it and you wear heels and hit your head in the door frame and that's fine. Embrace but the tallness. Just, yeah. And I see her do it and she's just, oh, I love her so much. And, and at Domicon, I went and saw um, Game of Thrones cast on Conan. It was at the Sparkles Theater and we sat there and she was there and she just towered above everyone. It's like white it. suit. She was perfect. And Brienne of Tarth is 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 a complex character. It doesn't seem complex at first, oh but she God, is but... and she's grown. She's such a presence and not yes. just literally, but yes. there's so much goodness in her that it, like, like much like Winterfell, she's, there's comfort in her character. Yes. Yes. When she's there, everything's fine. Everything's okay yes. for me. So she would be the most upsetting death at this point. Very. Honestly, Very. I think she would be number one most upsetting death for me. That one's going to hit me real hard. She's so, so trustworthy. So that's why I'm just like, don't you dare. She... Don't you dare. I would love to see her survive everything, and then whoever wins the throne, she becomes captain of the Kingsguard. Ooh. Kingsguard, Kingsguard. Keep here for that. Can you imagine? Because they've talked so much about that book that chronicles each captain of the Kingsguard, and Jamie's in it, and he's like, I got to fill the rest of my page. That was a great little <laughs> moment. Good one. Um, and they're going through it, and, and way far back, there was Sir Duncan the Tall, who was actually a distant relative of Brienne of Tarth, which is really interesting. But I would love to see her fulfill... I mean, she's been, she was Queen's Guard to Renly. Um, she's sworn oaths to m- multiple members of the Stark oh, family. To see her be the ultimate captain of the King of King, yeah. Queen's Guard would be just. But see, that's fulfillment. also another reason I wonder if Santa will take the throne because she is so Ooh. loyal to her. That would be I, and I feel like there at this point there is this attachment to one another yeah, and a really, really strong loyalty that just, I can't, if she wasn't and Bran was captain, I think that it would, that would break her to not be so loyal to Sansa and be loyal to somebody else. But yeah. I, I'm sure. Well, Sansa's dead. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Unless she's dead, then it's like, well, can't do anything about it now. Ooh, what about, sorry, just got no, really you're excited. Brienne and the Hound, Kingsguard for Sansa. I mean, dang, the Hound's been looking out for her undercover. Any, for as long time. as she survives, like epic. she is the number one person on my list of do not die. Sansa, that's Highlight. No, no, Brienne. Oh, Brienne. Brienne. Oh, yeah. She, yes. I'm expecting anyone. And I, I will be sad. Yeah. But Brienne? Davos? Not even crying. She'll be wailing and like <laughs> laying on the floor. <laughs> Man, call out sick from work. I just, I can't come I in. can't do it, guys. I, I can't. have some more crying to do. But I think I would get away with it. <laughs> I would understand. I would be like, take as long as you need. <laughs> we'll cover. You're good. Yeah, no, she can't. That's the one character that I'm just. She's great. I mean, she's so kind of unassuming which is hilarious because she is a presence yeah. like you said but she's beaten the hound she beat the knight of flowers who you know and um she's just queen. won every battle but she works really hard at it and doesn't yeah. you know she's i'm not a knight i'm not a knight she hasn't bragged about anything no. she hasn't she still doesn't fully believe in herself which is hilarious um but she just does the best she can. And yeah. I really admire that. And there's so much humanity in her. Not that there isn't in other yes. characters, but yes. there's just something about Brienne that I, I would not trust someone. Anyone can say they don't like a character, even if I like them. I'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, cool, whatever. 
if someone says they don't like Brienne, I'm just like, you're a sociopath. Uh, I don't trust you. Yeah. Who, who, exactly. Who wouldn't like her? She's. Which is why I did not want her and Jamie at the beginning. So I was like, how could you guys want my angel with yeah. that? <laughs> with that. Excuse me? 